Well, you know what that means. It's time to expose the money lies. Let's get started. Hey, so have you been working on your 2022 plan? I have. <laughs> I have been spending some time this month. Um, what I usually do is I fly through this plan just to get the, the box checked. But this year, I am practicing more abundance. And so I am taking a little bit more time. I'm being very intentional, very thoughtful about my plan for 2022. Uh, because I feel like I have come at this plan in past years from more of a scarcity mindset. And this year, I wanted to be very purposeful and very abundant. And therefore, I am taking my time with it. So I have never, well, I wouldn't say never. I in recent years anyway, <laughs> in the last 20 years or so, I haven't been a super fan of planning. Now, it was a different story in my 20s. There was probably, there was nothing that I can think of that I didn't plan. I planned everything. I overplanned. It was overkill, let me tell you. It, I overthought. I was very intense in my 20s. I am a lot, lot different in my 50s than I was in my 20s. I probably shouldn't have just given away my age, but <laughs> that's not something that I'm super bothered by. But yeah, I am 53. So if you want to know how old I am, there you go. doesn't bother me. Um, but anyway, in my, where I am now, or where I was at least in 2021, I didn't do a whole lot of planning. and which was complete opposite of where I was in my 20s, where I overplanned, I overthought, I planned everything. And what is interesting to see is that my outcomes weren't significantly different because of the planning. Um, but my goal in 2022, I think, is to find a happy medium somewhere between the overkill, overplanning, and the not planning much at all. Um, more for um, convenience sake, more for uh, having a direction than from like a desperate need to plan. But, you know, one thing that I have been wanting to incorporate uh, in addition to planning, <laughs> is something I learned from Ch uh, Steve Chandler's book, The Ten Commitments to Your Success. And the idea in this book is that you consistent when you consistently commit to these 10 things that I'll list out in a minute, you will become successful. Now, most of us, he says, only commit and I am definitely one of those most of us. Only commit to one or a few of these things at a time. But when you can keep all 10, I'm, I'm going to call them balls in the air for now. But when you can commit to all 10 things at one time and consistently in your life, you'll create a synergy in your life that leads to success. It's sort of, it's, it's this synergy where the things that you're doing multiply on themselves. They compound um, each other. Um, and this is where I actually came up with the idea for my 
Miracle Multiplier Alliance is I started thinking about that, okay, if that works with 10 commitments, then how would it work with 12 coaches in a mastermind together? Won't those 12 coaches compound each other? And so that's sort of one of one of the things, one of the inputs that went into that thought baby, if you will, the Miracle Multiplier Alliance. And so I'm not going to talk about that on this podcast, but just, you know, I just happened to think that that was a beneficial thought baby from this uh, 10 commitments concept. So the way that that creates a synergy is you'll be able, you will have to, in order to keep all 10 balls in the air and in order to stay committed to all 10 things, all 10 areas in your life, you will need to become a more disciplined version of yourself. You'll need to become a more abundant version of yourself. You'll need to become more organized, more intentional, more purposeful, and as a result, a much more powerful version of yourself in order to keep consistently committing and executing on those commitments in all of these 10 areas. So the 10 commitments are, and what I'm committing to, so I'm going to combine these a little bit. So I'll give you the commitment and then, um, then I'll tell you what, you know, my high level commitment in that area. So the first one is spirit and I'm committed to connecting with God in abundance. The second commitment is mind. Now I'm committed to becoming emotionally invincible through the using the tool of my mind. Uh, the third commitment is action. I'm committed to taking action every single day that is intentional and inspired. The fourth commitment is wealth. And so you can take this to mean financial wealth. You can take this to mean abundance, but uh, I'm committed to discovering what I want and building wealth and abundance around those things that I want. Um, so staying connected to what I want and committing to what I want. Uh, the fifth commitment is friends. I'm committed to connecting with friends and building relationships, building, you know, um, maintaining and nurturing current relationships, as well as building new relationships. The, uh, sixth commitment is a commitment to commitment. <laughs> so I'm committing uh, to staying committed by evaluating and measuring my results on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and yearly basis, and by budgeting and tracking, tracking things that I want uh, and adjusting based on the data that I get, that I gather. The seventh commitment is to partner. I'm committed to connecting to my husband, not only in our life, but in the business because I want him to be a partner with me in both life and business. Uh, eighth commitment is to career. So for me, that's my, um, my career is my business. I'm committed to building a thriving, profitable, profitable business in full alignment with my values and priorities, with my dreams and my vision for the legacy of my business. The ninth commitment is to body. I'm committed to loving and nourishing and strengthening my body. And the 10th commitment is to music. Now, what this means is 
the idea of everybody has music inside of them. And that's the thing that just makes them dance, makes them come alive. And so I don't know if you've heard the saying, don't die with your music inside you. This is what that's referring to. Um, So I'm committed to making time for the things I love. And before I do that, I have to be committed to figuring out what I love besides work. I kind of, I love work. And so in the past, I have always sort of gotten into this place where I focus on work and I forget to figure out what my hobbies are. So I I have always had work, um, but I haven't always had hobbies. <laughs> so that's something I'm continuing to work on. So I'm committed to figuring out what my hobbies are, what my music is. So for each of these, I am further defining very specific goals for each area. You know, that way I will know if I've actually succeeded. Come the end of 2022, I want to know where am I, want to assess, and I want to assess throughout the year too, um, how much progress I've made and if I've succeeded and how much I've succeeded. So I want to measure and track different things. And so I'll need to have goals in each of these areas. So I know exactly what to focus on and how I will achieve each one and the strategy for each goal in each area. So I'm getting really, really clear about what it will look like at the end of 2022 when I have actually remained committed to all of these throughout the year. doesn't mean that I won't you know, that some of them won't fall off the radar and I'll have to identify. So I'm also going to build in checkpoints to check in with this every so often to make sure uh, that I'm still on track, that I'm still making progress toward the vision that I have for this year. So my ideal vision for the way this process will work is to set a goal, to create a plan to execute and reach those goals, and then dive into the mindsets that I need to have, the person I need to be the actions that I need to take and the things I need to learn in order to reach my goals in each area. So, and that's the key with the 10 commitments to make them super simple. I mean, that sounds like a lot, but you know, it's just sort of a one-time investment and then a periodic check-in to make sure that you're still on track. So it sounds like a lot, but it really is super simple once you make that upfront investment. And so that is the key with the 10 commitments is to make them super simple, make them doable, make them small enough that you can commit to them reasonably and you're not overwhelming yourself. You're not overcommitting. And the other thing that you can do is create overlap so that one uh, area of commitment supports other areas of commitment, sort of like a framework. So if you think about, you know, how when you, um, when you pour a concrete foundation, they always put rebar and the rebar always sort of inter locks with each other or that it it crosses over it overlaps the rebar overlaps to create this framework the structure that the concrete then forms around so you want to do the same thing with your 10 commitments so that when one commitment happens it makes it easier for the others to happen so they're all in support each other that's the key to creating that synergy 
And so it is an upfront investment to think through it thoughtfully and take the time to um, think about how they work together and how they support each other, but it will serve me throughout the year. And I'm willing to make that investment and slow down long enough to do that in order to make my year go more smoothly and make things a lot easier later on. (laughs) and happen, actually happen throughout the year. So how do I plan to do all that? One big part of my plan is to keep being more and more myself. That was, that's been sort of my focus for the last several months is to figure out who am I, who am I trying to become? Who am I at my core? And how can I be more me? Because what I've identified is that that's a key to a successful business is to be more you. And that's, that's actually been quite a theme this week in coaching my clients. So when you're just deciding who you are, and then you're just being who you are, you don't have to try as hard. You just do what you do. You show up and you be you and you do what you do. And we all have ways of being ourselves where we just do what we do. It's, it's not hard. It's easy to be who we are. And when we show up that way, we don't really have to try. We don't have to think a lot about it. So an example that I can think of is when I was working in corporate, I was working, my last corporate job was for a large hospital company. And there were people in other departments that would come to me and ask me questions about RAC. And RAC actually stands for recover. I'm not going to go into a lesson about RAC, but just to give you a little bit of context, RAC um, stands for recovery audit contractor. And this is where Medicare would actually send us an audit of claims um, from the hospital. So I was part of the hospital company and we would send claims to Medicare to get paid. And then after the fact, after Medicare had already paid them, anytime within five years, Medicare uh, could come back and audit one of those claims and they can say, no, we think you, we paid you wrong. We're going to take the money back and then you have to fight it and we'll, we'll, pay, we'll repay you if we're actually wrong about that. It was kind of a mess. Um, it was very... Uh, um, heavy on the administrative side. It was sort of a complex process. It wasn't a huge, um, amount of money in comparison to the entire company. So it was a very small department. It was a very small number of people that kind of knew what was going on with this. And, and I was just happened to be one of them. It was a bit of a nightmare to administer, and anytime anybody had any questions on that, they would come to me. So I kind of became the expert at this time um, for REC. And it was, it you know, there was uh, not a lot of data, not a lot of um, knowledge and expertise that was published throughout the company because, like I said, it was a very small part of the overall company, but it was a very, it was something that definitely had to be um, dealt with and, uh, managed and reported and all of that because it was, um, a governmental entity that was administering these audits. So I've already gotten too far in the, in the weeds. So I apologize for that, but I had developed expertise in this area. And 
I did that just by simply being me. I am somebody who naturally identifies gaps in knowledge, gaps in processes, gaps in resources. I am just a problem solver at heart. It comes naturally to me. I identify the problem, I volunteer to step in, and I solve the problem. And I don't have to try to do that. It just happens. I just, I don't know. I don't know how. If you asked me how I did it, I would not know because it just happens. I see things and it just stands out to me what's missing. So I can look back over my career and see so many times where I have done that for whatever company that I've been working for at the time. And because I generally step in to fill gaps, I get known as the expert in that area. And when people have questions about that area, they come to me. And so I really did the same thing when I became a coach. I didn't do it on purpose, but I quickly zeroed in. I didn't do it consciously on the gap I saw of coaches that specialized in money mindset. There were very few money coaches when I, that I could see that I knew of when I became a coach. And, um, and I saw the gap. I saw the need. And I stepped in to fill it. Again, I didn't have to try. I was just being me. I was just doing what I do, being me. And that's the thing about superpowers. The best superpowers are the ones that require only that you just show up and do what you do, right? You just show up as you, you do what you do. And they're superpowers because they come easy to you, whereas they might not come easy to everybody. That's why they're superpowers. And what I'm saying is that part of your powerful money plan should be to tap into who you are and what you value and go do what you do. The things that come naturally, the things that come easily to you, that's what's going to make your business easy. And that's what's going to make your business successful. And when you can tap into those things, then that's going to give you a good, um, powerful solid way to keep making money consistently. And that's powerful because it's easy, comes easy to you, and you don't have to try to do it. Because when we have to try, then we make it mean that it's hard, and then we don't want to do it, and then we avoid it, or we get disappointed when it doesn't happen, or we get frustrated when we don't do it. All of this drama comes up. But when you're just being you, It can be easy. And so I think that should be the cornerstone of your powerful money plan is just show up, be you and do what you do. Now, another part of your powerful money plan is believing. And one belief you can try on is something to the effect of things are always working out for me. You know, when you believe this, you'll start to see things, small things, and then that'll, those will lead to bigger things Because the more you become aware that things are always working out for you, the bigger the things that you'll see working out for you. And it'll happen without you even trying. So when you step into that belief, things are always working out for me, then you'll start to see those things and you won't have to keep trying so hard. 
Now, an example of this happened just this morning. Now, this was something really, really small. But like I said, when you become aware of the small things, then you'll become, you'll start to become aware of some bigger things. Now, I didn't even ask for this. (laughs) It just happened. And I didn't even know I needed it, but it worked out for me anyway. And this is what I'm talking about. It's a very small thing, but recognizing the small things will lead to being able to recognize the bigger things that are happening for you. And when you the more you recognize things happening for you, the more things will happen for you. So there are always things conspiring for me. That is another version of things are always working out for me. Um, Things are always working out for me, even when I don't make the best decisions for myself. So that takes the pressure off of those decisions that we all avoid um, and worry about not making the right decision, right? Because things are always working out for me, even when I don't make the best decisions. So how is it that things will always work out anyway? And how can I live in a way that's aligns with that belief? So what happened to me this morning is a few weeks ago, my dentist appointment got canceled because they closed the office for COVID. Apparently they had some people that tested positive. They were going to close the office for a week. So my appointment got canceled. I was fine with that. I wasn't in the mood to go to the dentist anyway. (laughs) Um, But when I rebooked, I rebooked it for 7 a.m. And I typically don't make appointments for 7 a.m. That's early for me. And not only that, the morning is when I set aside for my thinking time, my brainstorming time. It's when I do my most productive thinking, um, brainstorming, writing. It's when I connect with God. Um, I just have this whole routine in the morning that I really don't like to interrupt because it just feels like such a fruitful time for me. It's when I feel most clear. It's when things seem to flow the best for me. It is also my most rewarding and my most relaxed time of the day. And so I typically uh, protect that time pretty well. So I don't, I wasn't, I'm not sure what I was thinking when I booked the 7 a.m. I suspect I was just trying to avoid any conflicts and decided 7 a.m. would definitely not conflict with anything else because I don't schedule anything else at 7 a.m. So, um, So when they called this morning, they said that they were having some scheduling issues. They needed to reschedule my 7 a.m. to the afternoon instead. And so they ended up rescheduling it for 3 p.m. tomorrow, which is perfect because outside of coaching my clients, that time of day is typically 3 p.m. is usually my least focused and productive. You know, when I have clients in front of me, it's easy to focus on them. It's 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 really good time because I'm not thinking about doing anything else because there's nothing else I want to do at 3 p.m. So this was perfect. So even when I'm not working for my best, God is always working for my best, even in the little things. And then as you will find when you notice the little things, he's also working in the big things. So I can trust in that always. So how am I gonna make this plan work? Well, I'm going to set goals. I'm going to set my intentions. I'm going to make a plan. 
I am going to execute the plan. I'm going to evaluate. I'm going to adjust as I need to. I'm going to believe that it's happening even when it might not look like it. I'm going to show up. I'm going to be me. I'm going to do what I do. I'm going to trust that God is going to show up and do what he does. And I'm going to be open to anyhow. And most importantly, I'm going to keep going. That is my powerful money plan. So I may not know the entire how right now. The how that I am planning for might not happen. And that's okay. I may just have a, an outline. I have an idea. I know what direction to move in. And that's okay because I don't have to know all of the how details right now. I will figure them out as I go and God will show up and do his thing too. So it's, you know, sort of a, um, we're co-conspirators <laughs> in making sure that this all happens. I simply need to show up as who I am and do what I do. I need to align with who I am and what I value and make decisions from that, just doing that, being enough, being more than enough, being abundant. I trust myself. I trust God is always working for the best. I trust the process. That's how I make my powerful money plan happen. And I stop trying because when I, I'm doing those things, when I'm being me, I no longer have to try. I just show up and do what I do. So think about what's your money plan? What are all of, fill in all of those blanks that I just mentioned and come up with your powerful money plan. Whatever you don't know right now, you get to decide this is what I think it's going to be. And I'm open to it changing and evolving as I change and evolve throughout the year. And I love helping with things like this. I love brainstorming. So I would love to help you brainstorm what your powerful money plan might look like. Just reach out to me on Instagram. I'm at Jill Wright Coaching, or you can email me at Jill at jillwrightcoaching.com. And I am so excited to see your powerful money plan come to life as you work through 2022. I'll see you next time.